Hello everyone. So just before we actually start this episode, I'm actually re-recording this after uploading. Um, so it appears that the audio has done that thing again where it just is a second or two out of sync. So apologies again. I'm going to look into this with uh, the, the hosting company Anchor to see what the what the situation is and what it might be. So apologies again um, and hopefully this is the last week that this will be the case. Enjoy. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever it is that you're listening to this. So this week's episode is a little bit different. So we've got uh, Andy Vernon on, um, who I'm sure you'll all know as a top athlete. Uh, but we thought we'd bring him on to talk a bit about um, the the night of the 10,000 metre PBs, which is on next week, Saturday the 6th of July. If you've never been, get yourself down. It's an amazing event. They've got beer tents. The fans are all cheering around on the inside of the track. They've got entertainment in the middle. They've got music. They've got legendary Q&As. It's a genuinely, genuinely fantastic event. So if you've never been, you've got to get yourself down. So yeah, so we thought we'd get Andy on to talk about that um, and also to give you a bit of an update um, on where Andy's at because he's been, you know, slightly off the radar lately and um, been struggling with injuries. But I'll let him tell you that in in the podcast. So do enjoy um, and hopefully see you down there at the night of the ten thousand meter PBs event next week. Cheers. Hello. Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Colin's back. Tell you Nan. Well, guess that's who's a... back, guess who's back, guess who's back. Mm. I, I created a monster because nobody wants to see Ross no more. They want Colin on chap liver. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that was some very good bars you were spitting there, mate. Well, wow, well, I've just been working on them. You just that's what we've been doing for two weeks. Yeah, just that and wanking. Is, what? <laughs> what? What? Sorry? Can we, say, can we say that? I don't know, I just did. I think so. I think we're allowed. Today's uh, sponsor is... KY, I'm joking. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Colin, uh, okay, guys, welcome to the show. Me, Ross Murray, 2012 Olympian, 352 miler. I'm just a fat boy, slim. Uh, elite, elite jogger. Elite jogger, I like that. That's a good Thanks. one. That's a elite good elite jogger slash top one. legend. Yeah, I was going to say the other one, you know, when you, when you said top, and then I thought, I can't really justify that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Colin, where have you been these last two weeks? Explain biz, Lee to the biz. Well, actually, first week, uh, boys were sick, not very well. I was sick, so sorry about that, guys. Um, <laughs> we all had it coming out of both ends. Oh, um, oh. so yeah wasn't great they've all been there yeah and uh, once the kids have got it you're kind of screwed so you just got to get on with it really mm. um or not in our case uh yeah. and then second week i was at my cousin's wedding all weekend off my How face was How it was, was good that? it was great it was nice to be away from the kids uh we left them with nanny and granddad oh, and nice. uh we partied until the early hours oh, oh what was that uh it was a vibrate on my phone did wow. you feel that? <laughs> yeah, it came right through. <laughs> uh, and how's um, your running run been going? What's the update on that? Ah, running, 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 running. <laughs> where, where, where do I begin? Right, so this podcast is going to be our longest one ever. So please sit back, relax, enjoy. <laughs> if you're on the toilet, make sure you've got something else there, because this is going to go on a while. <laughs> uh, basically, I've had this problem. I've told you about it for a while, like with my um, left Achilles, just... 
it started as plantar fasciitis, I thought, and then it's moved up into like I can't plantar really... plantar fasciitis. Oh, who are you flashing? Yeah, <laughs> oh, just anyone, anyone who look at me. <laughs> oh, look at that tiny knob. Um, basically, I right on the hard bit of my Achilles, just where the ankle bone is, just behind, like there. I basically got like no. I've got movement in it, but not pain free. If that makes sense. So um, it eases off after about three or four miles mainly because it probably just goes numb um and yeah i just i can't walk and stuff when i wake up in the morning so obviously when i was doing my big weeks and they were fine my body was holding up fine except for the leg um i just couldn't walk so like the first few miles would be and it's not this isn't this is still good timing so don't like, i'm not thinking it like i'm still seven minute mile in but i felt like i was walking and it's just got progressively worse to the last two weeks i actually have to have you ever heard of these hoka sliders mm, yeah so i, I basically i basically have to wear them all as soon as i wake up in the morning i actually can't get down the stairs unless i put them on because i can't like, i don't know what it is my foot just can't it just doesn't work basically and it's sort of touch it's like a real sore bit which feels like a burst or something just at the top um and yeah, I've just been disabled basically for mm. two and a half weeks. So I've ran a little bit. I had to run home the other night. I can still run. Don't get me wrong. Right, I can actually still run. I'm just choosing to get. I just don't know what to do because I don't know whether to. A few times I've given up. I haven't actually not given up. I haven't done Instagram properly for like two. I haven't updated for like two and a half weeks or something properly. Because um, when I do update. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm going to get on with it. I'm just going to battle through. And then the next day, the pain is like 20 times worse. And I just can't. You're jinxing um, it. So, um, yeah. So, but what I have got, which seemed to help yesterday, and this is not like a sponsored thing or a plug or anything. Oh, yeah. Um, You're making your own sponsors on the oh, side. Oh, no I'm not cutting you. you. No 50 50 on this one. I, right. Basically, have you had a CBD? Yes. So I found there's this company called Four Five, and basically they've got no THC in it, so it's actually like batch tested and can pass. Um, what is it like drug regulations if you're a professional athlete or whatever? Um, and I was using I've used that yesterday and today, and it started to ease off. And I don't know whether that's mental. Mm. I don't know if that's mental or whether it's actually the cream doing its job. But well, I'm interested to see feel because I, I do a bit i do t i have got the oil as well which i take like every night before i go to bed just oh bloody junkie look at him I know. Oh, oh, he's off his tits which <laughs> is which is actually cream, cbd oil cbd hair gel cbd i'm not a professional athlete so i'm not getting tested give me some <laughs> give me some weed come on um so it seems to have worked i've just put it on there while we've been talking rubbed myself up while we were having a chat and uh, I always do, as soon as I hear your voice. Um, it feels good. good. Um, the only thing is, it doesn't look like cream. So mm. when you open it and you look at it, it looks like I don't, earwax uh, mm. with bits in it. So basically okay. what the baby, what the baby's bottles look like when you give him juice and he washbacks them. And it's all got floaters in it. Yeah, um, so, yeah, it's not been going great. I've been a bit mentally fatigued. I think, do you know what, as well? Like, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just say this one as well. Like, I think... The pressures of, and I never thought this when I when I before this, but like the pressures of like uploading how you're doing, like what times you're running and stuff, sort of got to me over the last like three four weeks, especially when I haven't been able to run properly and I've been getting a bit stressed with myself. Um, not sure what I'm going to do with the old uploads and stuff, but I still continue. But I'm just like a bit 
disillusioned with I don't know you, you, you sort of compare yourself to people too much I think and you sort of get really obsessed with likes and stuff and it's whatever anyone says you do you get obsessed with how many people like look at stuff and that and um especially when you think stuff isn't people aren't liking stuff i think it'd be good doing. to remove a like button um, to be honest with you i think for people's mental health and generally for society i think you put a photo because you want to share yeah, something uh, it's, it not, matter, like, it's not it's not like meant... it doesn't, doesn't matter at all. uh-huh yeah like when i first started i was all about just i didn't care and I'll be dead honest here, like, I didn't care about uploading and people watching it or not. Like, I really couldn't give a sh And this is not a slight on anybody who follows me or anything. I really didn't care whether people watched it or not. If it, if someone, and genuinely, and I know this sounds cheesy, if someone liked it and it helped them, it was absolutely amazing, right? And then towards like, and it's still like that now, but you sort of get to a point where when you start get given free stuff, right? And you start getting free trainers, socks, like, I don't know, like massage gels and um free massages like rubs and that do you know what i mean but like you you want more of it because you can't like as a human you can't help but think you want more so the more free stuff you get the more free stuff you think you're entitled to and then when that base the base that you use that for starts not declining but doesn't seem to get any better you sort of start thinking like well what am i doing wrong because i'm still doing this and it might be that you're still doing the same stuff that you did last year but that shouldn't matter, but it does start to come into play where you're like, you know what, like actually, like people aren't in actually interested in what I'm saying anymore. And you sort I of doubt you whether you should it, keep you doing it. It's not that's that... why we do we do the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like, sorry, no, a hundred percent. But like, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. It's just you sort of get into. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but you sort. It's not fatigue or anything. You just sort of. Yeah. I, I can't. We'll try again next but week. I know what I'm trying to say. If that makes sense. <laughs> Tell you what. Put that, put that, yeah, put have that, a go next week. Down. Okay, what's <laughs> put a fucking pin in it and let's move on. Put that on the right, what? Like <laughs> All right, uh, write me an essay. No, I'm not listening. Uh, I mean, um, what's been your on, shit, Sam? Um, with me. <laughs> All right, cool. Go uh, on to the guest. Um, uh, <laughs> still struggling with my right Achilles a little bit, but it's you know, hopefully manageable. Um, and uh, one of the things I've kind of noted down, sometimes like, you know, through the week I'll say something and I think, oh, that'll be a good thing to talk about on, on the show at the weekend. And I don't know if you're the same and anyone listening, if they, they've yep. noticed the same. I've noticed that as I've got older, the people who I used to go to school with, so many of them have started taking up running. And like, yeah, like uh, people who we know start doing oh, 5Ks really? and 10Ks and people who like had no interest in running when they were you know, younger, but then as you get a bit older, they're like, oh, I just did my 10K, I'm not two minutes off my time. And so many people I went to school with have got that running bug and and often they'll message me and be like, oh, mate, like, like I, well, I've had, I've had yeah. Have you got that I've bug? I've had that for years. It's getting um, around. And uh, it's just, not, it's quite nice and interesting yeah. to see how, when you're at school and like 15, 16, and, you know, running was usually used as a punishment, wasn't it? Oh, go and do two laps of the field. You go, you were flashing people at the uh -huh. gate again. Two laughs. Um, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it doesn't think that somebody enjoyed, but it's nice to see that as you get older, like people are kind of getting into running it. Yeah, I just found that quite interesting. I noticed it the other day. Um, <laughs> yeah, more of that next week. Ross is lovely um, stories. But, um, so, yeah, so this week on the show, um, it's, a, it's a Highgate special. Oh, do you night want to talk about last night? special. Um, so obviously that's next week on Saturday, the sixth of July. Um, so if you if you're in the area, get on down. Um, 
Get some get London pride down. in you, yeah. Get some London pride um, in so you. That's going to be an amazing event next Saturday. I mean, most people have heard of the, the Night of the 10Ks, but if you haven't, go and look it up. Um, and one of the competitions that we're, <laughs> well, that, that we're going to go run this year, uh, for this, so uh, Chris Thompson, who's an on-athlete, um, is on the start list for the Highgate 10K, and on have donated a pair of Cloud Stratus. Um, um, uh, I don't think, yeah. Do we, we get a pair, actually, shall we? Um, but no, there's going to be a competition. Just one down. I know, <laughs> I was just wondering about this. Self-entitled little like, shit. You know, I wouldn't mind trying. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're giving away a pair of Cloud Stratus, <laughs> um, and you've just got to guess Tomo's time. So we'll put up an Instagram post uh, after this is live, and you can start guessing away for a free pair of Cloud Stratus, which are worth 150 quid. Are we using his ugly bag? Say that again, sorry. I missed you there. What did you say? His ugly mug for the picture or the picture of the shoes? Um, I said, are we using his uh, ugly mug? mug? Um, Um, and also, as I said, oh, actually, he's episode, actually beautiful. I'm going to be down there offering out free glasses of pins for anyone who tries on a pair of clout, uh, on running shoes as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so basically, just put them on. That and get is pissed. that. So we will get Mr. Andy Vernon on now to talk about all things Night of the 10Ks um, and a bit about himself. So, himself. welcome on the show, Mr. Andy Vernon. Uh, welcoming on to, I'll always struggle with that word. I'm going to have to actually have to practice this week. Uh, welcoming, Colin, do it. <laughs> Shall I introduce myself? <laughs> yeah, Colin, can you, can you do, you do it, Colin. Well, uh, this week we're welcoming on, uh, a friend of ours, uh, who's lovely. Um, also... He is cranky. Kind of uh, Vernon, how are you? Hi, Andrew. Well, yeah, everyone knows who I am, surely, then, after the, after the Albino comment. Don't, don't, you don't even need to say my name. Well, yeah, you're not I'm, fully, uh, I've got a very, very pale of. complexion, I can't lie. <laughs> you, you, look, you look similar uh, to that guy that called? was on Big Brother, um, but not quite. I can't remember his name now. Ta- ja- like Darnell, Dar- Darnell, 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 that was it. Darnell, that would be an interesting Jarnell one. I think we've got a memory from um, thingy from uh, Big Brother that long ago. Uh, but anyway, Vernon, right? So we wanted to get you on the show today to talk all things Night of the Ten Ks. So we're one week out from one of the best events in the UK mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. Um, but before ever? we do that, I think it would be good to get a little update on uh, what's happening with Mr. Andy Vernon. Um, and in particular, what happened to the London Marathon? Because you were down to run and you kind of you had to pull out fairly last minute. Um, so I think our listeners will be quite interested to know where the hell were you and why yeah. were you on the start line? So how far do you want to go back? Way, way <laughs> back. Back as, 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 lo- as long as... as, as... <laughs> um, yeah, so, so it was 2001. Um, it... And I... The, the whole kind of um, injury kerfuffle, I suppose, started back in November, um, mid-November. And uh, it started with a bit of Achilles tendinopathy. Um, that put me out of the European cross and the, the trial for it as well. Um, so, yeah, precautionally, I, I didn't want to run that just in case. Um, I, I think I could, have, I, I could have done the Europeans, I think, off, off not doing the trial. Um, but the uh, but I... I again. 
<laughs> <laughs> so I so put the busters in, pick me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I, I, I think they were, I can't remember for sure, but I think they would have selected me. But um, it, yeah, it just wasn't sensible for me to do. Yeah. So um, I pulled out of that. And then just started, recovered after that and got into, got back into some training. And I did a tempo run either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, uh, just 20 minutes threshold. And I could feel a bit of a pain in my glute, uh, my high, high hamstring. Um, that kind of, it, it, it hampered me for a few weeks, but it actually died down quite well. Um, but during that, I actually got patella tendinopathy as well. So like I had tendon, tendinopathy in my, yeah, so my, my tendons are uh, all these um, very weak. Yeah, what is weak. that, what, do they know what that's caused by at all? Is it like, you know, without being like rude, is it an age thing? Is it just a years and years of running? Is it, so yeah, it definitely is an age is thing. After twenty-five, once once you reach twenty-five, your um, your collagen production rates fall dramatically. So um, that's why injuries, like soft tissue injuries, like that, oh. come. Um, they're, they're a lot more um, uh, common in people over twenty-five. Um, yeah. Oh, that makes that gives me. That, yeah. Yeah. When so, your legs don't work legs like they used to before. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all the it wasn't all the meat. Um, but but the other the other thing as well though is that is rest. Like so, tendons need to be they need to be worked and they need to be um like used in a, an efficient way. Uh, so when you rest for other injuries, so I was resting my Achilles and the other tendons start to go weak because they're not used properly. Um, and then you do all the all the rehab on the Achilles that's or on the tendon that's weak. But then if you forget about everything else, when you, once you start returning to running, it then um like things start falling apart. And um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, We're so, so a message for anyone who's uh, who's got any tendon problems and they need to, or any any injuries that need to, um, me, that, me. that they need me to right rehab now. for a, a while. I mean, even two weeks is is long enough to kind of weaken everything. Um, just do do small amounts of rehab on everything. Just just work little bits of everything um, with your rehab. It, yeah. <laughs> If you um, yeah, so if you can't if you can't run, then um, <laughs> yeah, just try and do bits of strengthening in the gym. You know, do calf raises on both on uh, both legs. Do um, you know light squats and things like that. Just just do little things that just get things active. Um, it will make returning much much easier. Anyway, so I'll get back to the story. So the uh, the, the the knee went. Um, that was in January, <laughs> and at this point, the Achilles and the high hamstring were okay. I was just struggling with a bit of the knee problem. That was never really serious. It was just a bit of an, an annoyance pain. It was it was very very light. Um, but then in March, I the the tendinopathy in my high hamstring came back again, and it just hasn't really gone. And so, were you to... able to do any running in between that? Were you kind of getting the? I mean, I know the answer to this, Vernon, but I, <laughs> our listeners our listeners don't. So I'm going to pretend <laughs> that I don't know the answer. So, Vernon, were you actually getting any running done in this time that you were kind of on off injured? Um, so yeah, I was, I, I didn't really, I mean, this is part of the problem is that, uh, this side of the year, um, I, I actually, once we came to February, we didn't really, I didn't really take any more time off. Um, mainly because by that point I was set to do London marathon and I needed to train for London marathon. Um, it was one of the, I mean, it, it was nice that they, they offered me a, a decent amount of money and I had good bonuses and everything like that. So it was, it was going to be a good payday if it had gone well, um, which was one of the reasons why I couldn't let it go. Um, and do you think that's one of the... Uh, having a young Sorry, child I didn't, I didn't hear. Well. What did you say, Colin? 
I said, oh yeah, because obviously. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's so how I earn my living. Racing is, is how I earn my living. So. I don't make an awful lot um, through my retainer. Uh, so to actually live, I, I need to race. Uh, so with that comes silly decisions, I suppose. And it, it was a silly decision looking back, but uh-huh. I kind of, I had to give it a go. I had to, I had to, rather than just give up in February, I had to just think like, well, maybe they will just die down or maybe, you know, like my, my, my body's different. Yeah. I'll get away with it and I'll get away I'll be with able that. to. And I, I did, I did do a fair amount of training, uh, leading into, um, basically up until about the first week of April, I think it was something like that. But, is that when that you put that foot thing? Um, like foot yeah, so I did. I, I did. The, you run. talk about the relay the, when I. The... <laughs> no, when you did oh, the tempo, the your foot started hanging off. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was just a very, very <laughs> yeah. bad blister, actually. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, thought no, that, that, I thought that ruined your chances at the London Marathon, to be honest. Basically, Vernon did a tempo. I, a no, I wouldn't have Instagrammed that. That was, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was X-rated. <laughs> it was literally like. <laughs> I felt I felt like being sick. It was like his foot was <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was a big one. Bone, it was a it was a blister. It was a <laughs> blister. I mean, I, I started was, a twenty three mile um, long hard run at uh, with a blister, and it just got very bad during the run. And uh, yeah, it was a blister <laughs> on a blister, and it was it was terrible. Very bad. We'll start a petition to burn and release this photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, so if. If if you want I to felt, see this I photo, felt physically just sick. go and comment on Vernon's latest Instagram post and just say that running blister hashtag that running blister. Um, so if you want to go and hashtag, see it and uh, if we get you know fifty comments, then maybe you can put it up. Um, but Vernon, so you talk about and like on a serious note, so you've talked there about the injuries, the pressure of racing because you know you've got a, a family to provide for, um, and admittedly you've said you made some bad decisions there in terms of racing and and i'm assuming that's you know racing when you weren't fit enough or you shouldn't have um and the races you're probably referring to is it you know it was it manchester 10k sterling uh yeah um so uh, i haven't actually really even got to those ones yet so this is yeah the the only race i did leading into um the marathon was i did the big half which was when that was the race that i kind of thought well there is actually something pretty pretty bad in this because i just couldn't i couldn't run um above i think i think i did like a, a 441 or 442 first mile and then that was it like my leg was done after that it was um it was really painful to run with and i couldn't really run faster than about 505 for a lot. And I, I, I mean I i'd did... be really happy with that but i can see why you yeah i, I could see why for you that, that you know that's yeah, same. like yeah, marathon i mean pace I, I, towards the end i was slowing to about 515 pace or something like, five, like it was yeah, i mean yeah for, for my standards that isn't where i need to be um and that, that's slower than marathon so do you think do you think in the same situation again would you make this being like brutally honest would you make the same decisions of thinking you know you've got a race or do you think now it's kind of you would you've perhaps learned the damages it can do longer term and actually just not getting it sorted in february or march because you're yeah. racing do you think you would do the same again or would you do it differently it's it's very hard to say that i i wouldn't have still tr- like it, even again, um, still try to give it a go just because of the money that I could have earned. Um, but yeah, I'd certainly think about the, I mean, but basically what I did by running on it, I just made it, I, I, I turned tendinopathy into like chronic tendinopathy and I actually got a scan the other day. Um, and I, I saw, saw Noel Pollock 
and he the, the uk athletics doctor and he um yeah he basically said yeah it's, it's just chronic like right on the the attachment to the bone um because i was worried that it was i'd actually torn it and um like maybe sheared a bit off the bone or or there was a tear there because it wasn't really getting much better but he um yeah, he said it's it's still attached and it's still okay but it's just it's all he said it, it was black like on on the on the um where where tendons should show up white and all nicely aligned and and strong and all the tissues uh like neatly compact together to make it that kind of like very strong fibrous um tissue that it is mine was in parts was very it just looked weak and there was the part at the attachment that was he said it was black where it's just there's just not really much there there's no strength to it and so so, I, so moving forward what is the plan for you after this then so with this issue you've got with the chronic tendinopathy how do you how do you get past that and, and what does the future look like um for the next um, you know six or 12 months for you yeah so i so after I did, I did the London 10K on, I think it was the 27th, the, the, the Vitality London 10K, 27th of May, I think it was. Um, after that, I had four weeks off. Um, well, I, I, I planned to, I'd planned to just have time off until it was getting better. So I was rehabbing uh, the hamstring, or the, 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 the tendon, um, just loading it pretty heavily every other day. I, I gave it a few days first, and then I, then I started to do this um this program but without the running because i was i thought originally maybe like i was always doing the rehab stuff the strengthening the loading that is what you need to do to make a tissue better um make a tendon healthier but the running side of it was probably i, I kind of thought well, maybe that's the, just holding it back i'm taking like a step forward a step back a step forward a step back and i'm not actually going anywhere so i thought i right, stop running give it a few days to rest and then i'll just concentrate heavily on loading it and, and loading it even better than I was like even more did that for four weeks and it's it wasn't really much better which is why I decided to go and see Noel and get it scanned and, and checked out he ended up giving it an injection um that was on Thursday just gone so we're on, we're on Sunday now um and sorry which injection, injection was it was it um let me just uh if he told you he'd uh, have to kill you <laughs> Um, bear, bear with me. I'll just have to. No, I just wondered. Sorry, it's, it's, I can't remember the... what he called it. Um, it was prolotherapy. <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's fixed tendonitis. Prolotherapy, <laughs> and he described it as it works in the same way as uh, PRP uh, would. So, um, if you don't know what PRP is, it's it stands for um, plasma-rich platelets. Um, so the the the, the platelets oh. in your blood are the bits that, or the plasma-rich platelets are the bits that. Um, actually do the healing and what they do there is they take um, blood out of your arm or wherever it might be they put it in a centrifugic uh, spinner and it separates the red blood cells to the platelets and then you just you just get left with this like kind of white um, substance is it's, uh, it's just the plasma really and then they take that and inject it into the spot and it's basically a, a, an injection of um, direct healing um, like plasma that's it's, it's just the goodness of your blood that does all the healing um without anything else so it's supposed to give it like a, a bit of a boost whereas uh so this works in a similar way but it just it causes um this injection that I had in causes a real high uh a, a real high inflammatory response or um a lot of that a lot of damage i suppose so it just it rushes the blood you get lots of blood to the area to fix it it's, it's kind of like um shockwave therapy does as well but I think it's just a, a very more direct um, okay. approach to it. So it's a bit more severe. Um, 
So, so now it's, you're going to have to. Do no, you have to take some time off now before you can start running again? Yeah. So yeah, I have to. I have to have quite a few weeks off now before I can run. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I've just. I'm just going to continue with the rehab. So, I've so, given... so realistically, when might we see Andy Vernon back racing? Um, I. Do you know what? I, I can't. I can't give that because I. I don't know. I. Everything would have to go smoothly for me to be racing in. I suppose October. Mm. But everything would have to go very well. I couldn't have anything, any setbacks or anything. I had no other issues that come up if I was to run, run in, like race in October. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I've, I've been given a proposal from the New York Marathon um, to run there, but it's, <laughs> um, it's New York. I mean, that's the 3rd of November. It Sorry. might be too early. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see. Well, fingers crossed, mate, because um, I think, you know, the standard of marathon run at the moment in the UK is pretty strong as it is and a very strong style it's ever been in my lifetime. Um, and then when we can throw Mr. Andy Vernon into the mixer as well, I'm sure it'll be even stronger. Yeah. Um, so the reason that we got you on, as we said at the start of the show, was to talk about the, the night of the 10Ks. Um, so I've got a few questions here to fire away at you, and I'm sure you know we'll go off on a tangent as we normally do, and it'll provide a <laughs> a good discussion. Mainly be my fault. Um, so you've <laughs> won uh, at the night of the ten k's four times, right? You've won it twice. Yes. Fourth, once, and sixth. Yes. That's good. That that's off the top of my head as well. Uh, I swear, <laughs> I'm telling you. That's Honestly. not off the top of your head. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but I haven't <laughs> you put got it up the other day, did you? Me. Memory. Um, so, Andy, mm. Um, mm. what do you think mm. it is that makes the the night of the ten k's event so different to anything else um, like it? Um. So yeah, first, it, the main thing is probably the uh, the fact that the, the crowd are on the track. That doesn't obviously happen in many races that you go to um it, it gives it kind of like so it, like it, it is it is funny because people think oh it's, it's really good that they're on the track but also uh, the way that i see it is it's almost like just running a cross-country race like when you run cross-country you've got people on either side of you like like especially when you've got narrow bits you've got people that are either side of you shouting so it, it's not it's not like this new thing that of having people really close to you um there but it, it is it's different on the track you don't get that on the track because most people are in are in the stands or the other side of the railing or something like that um so it is good i mean yeah running through the tents it it's um sometimes it's actually so loud that it's off-putting it's it can, <laughs> it, can it, it can distract you sometimes because it you go from like i don't know you know uh, the way that i could describe it is you know when you go from a from a tunnel out of a tunnel and you suddenly get this light um the, the, the light flash you know if you if you ever watch monaco monaco's the the one where they go through they come out of the um the tunnel under the hotel and then suddenly it's lit up with light you kind of get that with the sound you, you you've got this like open air um like you, you hear things in a certain way and then you suddenly go into that tent and it's like everything is it's like the, the sound is the volume is just turned up by um you know like 10 times louder because it's all enclosed and suddenly you've got bells in there and uh it, it's and you do that 25 times obviously and now they've put two um two of these tents on so there's one on the back straight and one just entering the, the, the home straight so you're doing that like 50 times you go through this and it's just like poof, 
hits you with the sound and then you go out again and it kind of like switches off and you go around the bend it's like boom, it hits you again so it kind of like it doesn't really put you off but it it's it's something there that you you think about i mean you do get used to it towards the end of the race but um when you're trying to thing with the 10k is that you need to relax for a lot of it you just need to switch off and just run just look at the guy's ass in front of you and stay there sign me up sign me up <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that, and so um, and you only really start racing in, in the last like four or five laps. That's that's when that's when the crunch time comes. So for a lot of ten k racing, you, you you try to actually relax as much as you can and save energy. And uh, but you've got all these all these distractions going on <laughs> as well. And it makes for a great atmosphere. But yeah, it's it, <laughs> I don't know. I'd be interested to see what other people think of it. Other people who run the race. They, what about they, from a they feel the same. What about from a spect? A spectator's perspective. Um, we did get there in the end. Should be a tongue twister. That we one. got there. Um, so, from a spectator's perspective, what twister. makes it very different, um, and how do you think it's evolved from the first year to where we're at now? Yeah. So, uh, so wait, do you know what year the first year was? Was I think it was twenty thirteen. Yeah. Two thousand thirteen. Um, so I, I didn't. My first year was fourteen, and even. Um, yeah, then it was a little bit different to how it was, that how it is now. Um, so it has definitely evolved every year. And I think 2016, when it became the, the um, Olympic trials, that was when they kind of geared it up. They they stepped it up like four or five steps rather than just stepping it up one gear. They um they they, they kind of really went went for it. Um, and I think again but, last year though, when it was the European Cup as well, it almost felt yeah. like it took another step up. Yeah, because yeah, they, they added competition. I mean, it was it was a much better race last year than it, it ever has been um, in terms of competition. I mean, that that race last year was pretty much the same as the European Championships. Like it, it, it literally people were watching the European Championships um, on their doorstep from lane three. It was it, like that. So say that again, Colin. I didn't quite get that. Oh yeah, yeah. With yeah, oh, with sorry. a beer in I, their I hands. Said, and, with a beer in uh, yeah, hand. so. It's yeah. It has it has evolved dramatically. Uh, the first year that I did it, I can't remember an awful lot of how it was set up, but I remember it was torrential rain and it was windy as hell. Um, so it, it, that probably wasn't the most uh, fascinating night. Anyway, I remember coming. I, I was um, fresh off Stanford. I'd run Stanford five k's six days earlier, uh, and I remember just like running around thinking, "God, is this is this England's uh, or Britain's <laughs> answer to Stanford?" I was like, yeah. "This isn't this isn't going to cut it." <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been much better ever since. <laughs> uh, the weather-wise, it's been much better. You can't you can't help the weather, but um, yeah, it it has been much better, and it's yeah, it's just it's just grown, and it's it's such a an amazing event now. Um, in terms of the spectators, obviously, it's free to spectate, which um, which makes it kind of that's not how other. Um, not many other races are set up like that where you can I was going to say even the BMC like yeah. the British Milers yeah. 30 yeah. quid to get in yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah. you have to, you have to pay to get into all of the BMCs um, you know yeah, if you want to watch the British champs um, the, the the rest of the British champs I suppose all of the other ones like the, the sprint throws and and all that um, at Birmingham, you have to buy your tickets. Uh, like indoor champs, you have to buy your tickets. So you're watching there. You're watching the European Cup and the British Championships for, for free. So um, and you get to stand on the track, and you you know you can pretty much touch the the runners as they're going past. It's uh, that but I just think the the whole the whole vibe of it. How, Colin, have you ever been to it? 
No. So the, the uh, whole no, I haven't. I've vibe missed of it is, you know, there's music playing, there's people drinking beers, they've got entertainment on the infield now. There's just a totally different vibe, and you can't quite put your finger on it. I don't think what it is really that is makes it so different to a, a BMC or anything else. Um, then again, like, do you, do you think the same? There's just something about it that's quite special. Yeah, you can't it, put it your has, finger on. It has a carnival feel about it. It does. It? it really does. It's, it's like it, a running festival. Yeah, that's the best way I could describe it. Is like, it, it's like a yeah, like a carnival going. Like you know, yeah, there's, there's just things going on. There's you know, there's, there is people. I mean, this is another. You know, I was talking about distractions earlier. Tell you what was a distraction it was in 2016, um, on like, going around the top bend before you like going from the bend that goes from the back straight to the home straight. There was um, they they had like authentic like it was all kind of Brazilian. It, it was a Brazilian <laughs> theme because it was the, the Rio trials. Here we go. And um, yeah, well they <laughs> they had all these dances like these belly dances and all that sort of stuff and you know these traditional um, Brazilian dancers all dressed up like. Um, and they were, re- they were really close to the track. And as I was going back, I almost stepped on the infield watching them, like, looking at them <laughs> as I was going back. Can I have your number? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it, was just, it was just taking my eye off, uh, off, off the, um, the track a little bit. Um, so in 2018, it was a, an incredibly quick race where Richard Ringer ran 27-27. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, there was three Brits not, um, behind that. Um, there was a, who, there was a, there was a Spanish guy who was second as well, right? I think the French guy was French second. Guy. Uh, yeah, Moradam Duni was second. There was um, uh, was it Macau? Uh, I forgot his name. Was now. third. Macau, uh, no, so no. I think I think the Italian guy Cripper. Um, well, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but yeah, Cripper was third, and then the yeah. guy was, and then um, the Spanish guy Macau was. Uh, he was fourth, not too far in front of He was only a couple of seconds in front of us in the end. Yeah, and, then so then was, was, and, then, and then there was Yee, Yee in fifth, I was sixth, and yeah. Chris Thompson was seventh. Yeah, and, and you thought, you, even the Brits, you all ran 27.50-something, so very quick time. So do you think that that race, because you, you often hear about quick tracks, oh, Stanford's a quick track, Monaco's a quick track, Oxy's a quick track, Oslo, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. they are quick tracks, like, you know, no one's denying, you know, slightly quicker tracks. But do you think that the event last year shows that it's more so about the fields that are put together and the atmosphere of the event and, and everything that can help bring on those quick times? Because Highgate track at Parliament Hill, great, it's a good track, but it's never, ever renowned for being a quick track. Yet you had, what, six guys running under 28 minutes there, one, two of them running under 27 feet? It wasn't. It was. It was. It wasn't windy as well. Conditions. It was just. Yeah, and I, I, I think from what I can Uh remember, the conditions were pretty good last year. Yeah, I don't think it was. um, Oh, okay. It wasn't like a cool night. I think it was still fairly warm, but it wasn't. It it wasn't. There was one year when it was that proper wind. In 2014, it was. Yeah, it was was literally blowing a gale. Like, yeah. But do you? But do you think that shows that with the right field, you can run quick anywhere? Yeah, I mean, to be fair though, we had very good pacemakers as well last year. We had um, two, I, I think they were Kenyan, I'm not entirely sure, um, like where they were or who they were, uh, where they were from or who they were. Um, but they, I think one of them went to like 6K, which is is pretty good. It set the race up very well. And you know when I was saying that you needed to, you need to relax in a 10K, you just need to like focus on the person in front of you and, and just run and save energy. Well, that, 
having two pacemakers, I think one went to 4K, another one went to 6K. He, it, and they did such a fantastic job as well. They were, um, they were just on the pace. They were very even, and they just kept the pace honest. And and having you know seven or eight guys in there that can break 28 minutes does help as well. Um, so we just all got on the train and and just ran. And mm. uh, yeah, and then you, and then you just <laughs> you just you, you just Choo-choo. go until you can't keep that pace. No, um, and yeah, like I think that the, the Brits, yeah, Alex E actually went with it a bit more. It was we kind of me and Tom had to run him down at the end um to catch up with him but he uh yeah he was kind of going for it a bit more i was just starting to falter a little bit um a little bit earlier maybe five laps to go i was starting to feel it a bit um but yeah the other the other guys just um the, uh what's the name the german ringer and the french guy m Dooney, they yeah they plowed on and made it a really good race at the front end yeah um and <clears throat> um what has been your favorite night of the 10k's moment one for yourself, but two just generally. Like, is there another overall moment that you've uh, think's been particularly special? Yeah, I'd say two two moments were good. One, so the first one was um, in twenty. Uh, which year was it? Which which year did I win? Twenty fourteen and twenty seventeen. Um, uh, I. Got to I, I did the, my, my last lap of the race i went around high-fiving everyone um or i did with my arm Big head. And, yeah so that <laughs> yeah, was, yeah that was quality cool. that was that was a good moment because that's that's always good um, well you were in very good you you were in very good shape that year as well because you'd run quite quick in stanford or something not long before hadn't you yeah yeah i can't remember what year what year was it was that tw- was it 2016 i think, let me, I think let me it was one what... year that you what year was it that you won in in america the stanford races or whatever one it was yeah so that that was 2015 but i don't think i ran um, i didn't run 2015 because it wasn't a trial like because i'd run 2742 at stanford and then this race was only a week or two later and it wasn't a trial for the world champs so i didn't need to do another 10k for no like it, i wouldn't have gained yeah. anything out of it so i didn't i didn't do it then um Sorry, let me just. Uh... <laughs> Ask Tasha; she will one hundred percent But yeah, but you. But uh, anyway, that was a special moment. Doing a lap. We're not laughing. <laughs> doing your last lap high five and people in two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, and um, the yeah. Then the yeah, second right. one would have been just the, the finish last year. That that sprint finish between the yeah. three Brits for the for the British title was, uh, you know, that was. It, it was good. It was it was it was fun, um, but I didn't quite get there. Like trying were to you run shocked? down. Were you shocked to see Ye so far up and so fit and like not actually? Because when he went ahead, you probably or may have thought, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch him. He's not. You know, he's he's a very good runner, but you know, I, I don't think he's that good." Um, yeah, were you kind of shocked to see him there? Um, do, do you know what? Yeah, to be fair, because it was his first race, I was. I would say I wouldn't say shocked, but I was surprised that he was running so confidently and so well um, in his first one because t- ten thousand meters isn't an easy race to get right, and it, it does take a bit of practice as well with pacing. It's um, or just knowing how how good the um, how big the fall off can be um, once you hit that that fatigue. Um, and but he, yeah, he just kept on going, and uh, I I kind of remember. Once, once he was, once he was about twenty meters in front of me, I kind of thought I'm probably not going to get him back. Like I, I, I don't think it's coming. But then, with about two laps to go, 
it, like I knew I had a little bit more in there and he was, I could just see that he was just starting to not struggle, but he wasn't going any faster. And then, so once I had a sniff of that, I, I just kind of the last lap, I just put everything into it. And I actually almost fell over with about four <laughs> steps to go. Um, my, one of my legs almost buckled underneath me where I was just, there was just so much lactic in my legs and on top of the fatigue that you get from a 10 K as well. Um, that, uh, yeah, I, I almost, um, I would have had to just crawl over the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, but luckily, still... yeah, luckily it did. It, it held up. My leg held up. I did a road 10k a few weeks ago, and um, I imagine a track one's even harder just because the intensity you're running quicker. And the last two miles of the 10k, it's just like, oh my god, like there's such an ache all over the body, but you you kind of can keep moving at the pace you're at. You know what I mean? But you're hurting so much, and it just creeps up on you more and more. Yeah. Um, okay, so. If you could add something to the event, like improve or add something, what would you add? Um, what would I add? Not um, prize money. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Yeah. That would, <laughs> Not that, though. That, that, that would do. Um, um, no I don't know. It for it at all. So for a runner's perspective, I would say that so we, we have to pay an entry fee to, to and it's not a huge amount, it's twenty pounds, but um I I I do believe that there's an, an element of like the runners are paying to entertain a free crowd when sometimes I think, you know, you if you go to a theatre, you don't go and sit for free and the people on stage are performing at, at, like out of their own pocket. Good you point. A, if you go to watch a football match, you know, the people on the on the field don't pay mm -hmm. to entertain everyone else it's it's the other way around so i i know they're you know they're not out there to to make lots of money but i'm sure by now there's some sponsorship that could cover entry fees to at least at least allow the runners to not have to pay because i mean they, they, people still have to get hotels and um um you know travel and things like that to the race from all over the country so it's not it's not a cheap thing to do um Oh yeah, so, yeah. So this, yeah, this race is all. On um, you. Yeah, it's, it's it's all. Even even if I mean, so there isn't even even if you're in. So what is the European Cup thing? Yeah, that's yeah. So like I think yeah, I think the only way you would run in that race for free is if you run for for Great Britain or the, your representative country. Um, for the other. But I think it's it's always worth remembering as well. Like nobody makes any money from this event. I think it's no, a, yeah, it's I mean, a yeah. completely non yeah, and it's a completely non for profit. Really. Well, where does it put well, I think, I think it, yeah, the money it just, it just goes on? It, it, yeah, it does. That, all it, that it, it, it's, it's, it's a very expensive event to put on. If you go down there and you see everything that they've got on. Um, no, I've watched it on TV. No, no, I'm, I'm saying it, like so Ben Poggi, he, not, not he literally organises that event on one man, which will be like a full-time job and doesn't take a penny. You know? Mm. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's got a full time job. He has a, everything a on job top. He's a bit of a hero, that. really, to be honest. Yeah, with you, for someone who's done, yeah, he's, done a, he's he's done a very and this is no like a, yeah, I, I don't want to make it out as if I'm <laughs> I'm bashing the uh, the organisation of the event or anything like that. But I mean, even if um, say the the British champs. So if you run at Birmingham for the British Championships, you your entry is free. You don't no, no one pays to run there. Um, so even if like it'd be nice if even British Athletics could cover the entry fees, you know, from the British, the money they make in the British champs, you know, they're making, they'd have to cover what in both races, the men's and the women's say there's 
25 people running in each race, 50, 50 times 20 pounds, which I'm sure isn't going to, um, two grand in the budget for, for the budget for Birmingham. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Quick maths. Sorry. Quick yeah. maths. Um, but what about what about from a spectator's perspective? If you could if you could add something to the event which you think might would help or improve it, what would you what would you say? Um, it's hard. It's already you know what, I, yeah, it's, it is such a good event. He's he's covered all bases. I mean, he's got the entertainment. He's you know the the, the cheer and beer, um, the beer and cheer lane three uh, concept. You know, there's there's food down there. Um, do you know what? what the only thing I would add is possibly like a party afterwards because yeah, everyone by the time by the time the end by the time the end's there the the, the um the, the end of the race you know people have been drinking for about four or five hours and so it you know having a kind of an open air if it's a it'd have to be a nice evening um this year probably would be quite good but because uh, it's in july but having it like an open air um like party get a radio one dj down or something to put on a big um fuck it get storms and tiesto down <laughs> yeah <laughs> That would, and then it just had just have like an hour and a half of partying at the end. Yeah, no, um, I think so because I think for the athletes who ran as well, it would be nice for them to enjoy the crowd and chat to people and yeah, because um, it because it. it does yeah, it does clear. I mean, once once the last race is gone, um, I think I, I think the, the yeah, I think the men's race was the last race last year. It um, yeah, people clear off pretty quickly, mm. and um, you know, no no one no one really stays for the presentations uh, and things like that. There are you know there are um, British Championship presentations that go on, so yeah, not many people really stay around for that. So it'd be nice if it, you had a reason to stay, and you know, you just went onto the infield and there was a um, bit of a, a party going on. Because also, if you, you could use that, you could use the speakers and stuff to give entertainment in between races as well. You know, put put a load of music on. And so, have you got any predictions for the men's and women's races this year? Um. Do, do you know what? I I haven't really looked at the start field, so I don't know. I'm not have even sure. Been, I don't the... think they've been released, have they? But we kind of we know. Yeah, so... well, we know we know who's running for GB and and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's fine. I, no, no, I it's fine. I, I, there's no start list if you've not seen the start yeah. list. Um, well. There's only a few people that I know. Um, I can't remember which uh, one of the uh, either Paulos or Petros. I, I I can't remember which one. Um, they've been running very well. They they've certainly one of them this year has been been running really well um I, I'm really sorry guys i can't i can't remember which which one of you it is um and yeah so i, th I think i'm not sure if this is their debut or i, th I don't think it's going to be their debut but i think they'll um on the track but i, th I think they'll have a good run um yeah gulab um he's been running phenomenally this year and if he yeah hopefully ha holds his head together um and yeah he has a good one as well there's a big pb he can run sub 28 minutes definitely yeah definitely i think the fact that you know he's running 28 20 on the road and 28 30 on the road i think uh yeah and a 13 30 odd yeah he's definitely yeah. in shape to run sub 28 yeah. i mean yeah it, it doesn't always like some people are better on the road and i mean look at callum hawkins he can run probably faster on the road than he can on the track mm. um but uh gulab has actually got um, 742 3k <laughs> yes, he's, he's got he's got some good track pedigree in him yeah. as well so <laughs> um yeah chris thompson I, d I don't know uh yeah i think he is yeah um time I run it. I, i'm not i don't know what shape he's in but he's he's a solid 10k runner and well tomo always... won't turn up unless he's in good shape will he tomo knows no, i don't think you know, so yeah he's he's, he's well ex he's very experienced and knows exactly what he's doing so and i doubt he would yeah 
I'm not saying he's old. Um, he's been around a while. But he, you know, he wouldn't turn up if he was. He's not been around ready the block. To run well. Yeah. Um, um, and are you going to be down at this year's event? I am. Yes. Um, you're doing a Q and A, aren't you? Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, but I think set you six... up there. Set you up for that, mate. You can knock that one out of the park. <laughs> I think. I think it's uh, six. Knock six it. p.m. Oh, I believe it starts. Um, that's what time I'm getting there for anyway. So uh, that's yeah. So I think I think it starts at six. It, it might change, but um, we say six o'clock for now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're um, doing your own talk in the car park. Uh, yeah, it's just all things. It's just literally a question and answer. Um, Usually how Q and A's work. <laughs> yep. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I had to, I had to do that. <laughs> okay. But sometimes people do a little talk before. Um, <laughs> it's not happy. But yeah, just come down and fire your questions at us, and uh, yeah, I think Liz McColgan's going to be there as well. So uh, yeah, should be good. Some, yeah. And let's warm you up now then. So we've had quite a lot of questions sent in. Um, so um, what is your single best performance? Best performance? Um, it probably... Oh, what do you think is your single best performance was the question. So. Beating me, at, beating me <laughs> in the Wessex League. Well, that's going back some time. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think I think I think we can do a little bit better than that one, Colin. Um, <laughs> what? What? I thought you were actually going to say, yeah, it's yeah. It's probably yeah. got to be the European ten k, the silver silver medal that I that I got at the at the ten k at twenty fourteen. Hmm. That was a great year for you, generally. Well, you're running down, Mo. You nearly yeah, got a few more meters as well. Probably didn't would have got yeah, I got cut up pretty much three times mm. in that last in the, going into that last lap. Yeah, or in, in the last lap. Um, well, I got cut up twice, but then I had to um, I had to go wide around the top bend as well, um, which didn't help things. So I go around there. I can. I went wide. Do you think winning those medals, you could retire happy? Like I'm not saying you're retiring now, but when you do retire, because you've got those European bronze silvers, you go. You know, all things considered, I'm happy with the a, the career that I've had. This isn't a question yeah, I, someone sent in. This is just well. Yeah. Thought. No. I, I. Yeah. I've. <laughs> I feel like I've Second, done, that's a very in-depth question. I've done quite a lot in my career um, now, and I, I feel like I, if I had to retire, if, if you know, if this injury never got better and I was forced to retire, it, there would be a little bit of bitterness there because it's it's not. I, I don't really want to retire from an injury. I want to retire on my own. Like I want to say, I'm ready to retire now. Um, but I could look back at my career. You know, I've done three Commonwealth Games. I've done an Olympic Games. Um, I've yeah, I've, I've got medals over like european medals over cross country and track um i've won numerous uh british championships over all different surfaces and different distances um yeah so i i think yeah i i can look back and think i've i've had a a a, a successful a good career i've really yeah, bloody nailed career. it yeah. um next question um if you could put your 22 year old self in any training group, which one would you put yourself in? Um, which one? I did, so, I mean, I'd have to. I mean, I I chose to go with the with Nick Bedos, uh, like Melbourne Track Club, the Australian group, and there was a reason why I chose that group because I and it was because I thought it was very good. Um, so that would have to be in there um for me personally it worked a bit better because they came over to london 
in the summer anyway so i was able to train with the group living in like living on my doorstep and not have to go anywhere um i obviously went over to australia to train with them uh, a couple of times through the winter as well um so yeah i'd, I'd have to put you know melbourne track club in there and mm -hmm. it, it was it was a fantastic group to trade with there was you know we were we had fun but when we were training we were serious and we we got the job done every single time every we, we nailed lap times and there was you know we were, everyone was good pacemakers in there like so when you when you're taking a rep um you know no one was was off off the pace dramatically or anything like that i i did i messed up one there was a, a joke about me messing up one lap um when it was my first session back from from an injury and i, I went too slow and i they were everyone said i ruined their session because i went through the first hundred meters too slow <laughs> so but yeah other, you can make but, that up <laughs> yeah but other than that um yeah we yeah we, we had a, we had a good time and i thoroughly enjoyed my time with melbourne track club so you would um, pick the same again I, I probably would the only other one that i would um really consider probably would possibly be um jerry schumacher's group because yeah. they've got you know everyone in there performs to a high standard um it's a good setup i've, I've seen the setup in in samritz last year um you know i was on the track with with them a couple of times um you know and it, it seems like a it, it seems like they're, they're, again there's a, a good group of guys and girls that will get on and it, it would seem like a good group to uh, to go with um but i mean that other than that i don't really have much experience of of other big groups um I, and so it'd be hard for me to tell but uh, um so okay this is a good question how much would a corporate sponsor have to give an athlete like yourself to to give them a good year to support themselves to do everything they needed to do um and what could an athlete give in return to that company um so i, I would say like without making without making any profit so yeah yeah it's literally no, without so, an athlete's not yeah. going to make money off it it's just kind yeah, of so, give them everything they need yeah i'd say probably about fifteen thousand pounds and that will cover training so camps and everything as that, well yeah trade yeah that, that would I'd, I'd say well anywhere anywhere between ten and fifteen thousand pounds um it like it would differ um sometimes but if i if i go for my own experiences that's my yearly expenditure normally on running is ten somewhere between ten to fifteen thousand pounds. So if you if you go on the safe side of like this will cover everything, it'd be fifteen thousand. Yeah, that, that's for like yeah flights to places, training camps, um, physio expenses. You know if you need um, uh, scans and 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 all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, that should that that that, 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 <laughs> that should cover it. it. Yeah. Um, and then what could you do for a comp? Well, what not just you like anyone? What could an athlete yeah. then do in return for a company to give them something back? Um, well, you are so on, on your vest. You're allowed a, like advertising. Obviously, you are allowed a, another um, sponsor on your sponsored vest. So there, there's um, there's advertising that you can do. Obviously, social media is pretty big. Um, things that I've done in the past is I've I've gone to the people who have sponsored or companies that have sponsored me. I've gone to um, their workplace and I've kind of I wouldn't really call it a, a motivational speech, but you know I've, I've just talked about my life as a runner because not many people know really what it's like to be a, a runner and, and the lifestyle and actually be surprised at how many people are surprised at, at what we do and where we go and, and how we live. Um, they, they, they just have no idea of, of what, um, what it's like. I mean, when, 
when you say sometimes like uh, when people ask me how do I earn my living and I say like, a lot of it's through races and you know appearance fees and prize money and people are like oh what there's, there's prize money in these races and you know you're talking about things like the, you know the Great North Run or the Great South Run or, uh, or like or, you know these big road races that are on TV and they're like oh there's, there's prize money and they, they just people just don't know um, because unless you're an elite athlete you don't need to know um, because they're the only ones, it's only really the elite athletes that are going to pick it up. You know, someone running 90 minutes for a half marathon isn't going to pick up any prize money. So it's, um, and they're surprised at that. So there's that, um, you know, yeah, and then often do question and answers and, and um, people find out, they, they just delve into everything about how strict you are in nutrition and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then there's yeah there's, there's other bits that that you could do I suppose um, if uh, um, you know if, if they want to do a corporate challenge or something you could like join their team as a for a corporate challenge or you know just just things like that and um, perfect yeah. that's good yes that's a lot <laughs> that is a lot um, so one of the questions was are you still moving off to the marathon um, but obviously you've talked about potentially doing New York and and I think people generally get the gist that. Uh, you are going to be still giving the marathon a go. Um, what was your original target time and hope for London? So before all the, the crap and the injuries and everything like that, what realistically were you you hoping to achieve? Um, so realistically, I was hoping to achieve sub 210. Um, that was, it, like, I if I could have gone faster, I obviously would, but that was the kind of, in my in the back of my head, on the start line, I'd have been like, I would like to run sub 210. That's, that's the kind of first and foremost um and then yeah I'd, I'd have gone out of that and just seen you know if i could have picked it up in the last few miles and and run a bit faster i, I probably wouldn't have if you're leaving it to the last few miles you're probably not going to run sub to nine but you know it depending on what group you're running with and things like that um so this yeah. year would have been a good year to do it as well <laughs> it, it would have yeah it would have been a yeah, uh, very good sorry year. robin robin salt <laughs> <there. Sorry. laughs> um, right. uh do you count calories and if I know the answer to this, uh, do you count calories? And if you do, do you notice a like a a difference if you do cut calories to your training? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you but yeah, you. you yeah, no, about I, that. I, I, I eat to my hunger. Um, really, if I'm if I feel more hungry, I'll eat a bit more. If I don't feel hungry, I I won't eat. I just, um, you know, I I, I do think about sometimes my training loads, and I might, um think about this i mean there, there's sometimes when i might not have trained as much and i might think well i don't really need that that bowl of cereal that i would like right now you know if it's four o'clock in the afternoon or something and i feel a bit peckish and i'll be like i don't, I don't really need that i haven't done much training today um but you know if i'm on a big day i'll be like yeah if i i feel hungry i'm gonna burn it off so why not um it's uh yeah i, I don't i don't eat excessively and i i try to keep my diet fairly good um, so nothing I eat really is um, like really really bad. But you um, do like I, a biscuit, though, mate. <laughs> I do like a biscuit. Yeah. Um, how do you find being an athlete and a parent? It's it's actually the, the so the setup we've got is actually quite difficult because my wife Tasha is a personal trainer, so she goes out at different times of the day. So I have to train kind of around her so i mean for instance on like on a monday say she she leaves the house at 8 30 in the morning and she gets back at about quarter past 10 so i've either got the option of 
being having all my training done and being back by eight thirty, or waiting till you know I could go at like quarter past ten, half past ten, or something. And now one of them's a bit too early for me. Uh, well, to, if I'm if I wanted to do like a a good run or a session, you know, I don't really want to have to be back by eight thirty. But then starting at, at like quarter past ten, half ten is actually still a bit late, especially in the winter when if I want to run in the evening in the in light. Um, so I can still run off road. It's, you know, I have to start the run at four o'clock. So then you, by the time you're getting back, you haven't really got, you might have a four hour difference. Um, so that, that's, that's the difficult bit. Um, other than that, it's not, I mean, obviously you, you do get a little bit uh, less sleep where you get, you just get woken up, you get disturbed um, having a baby. Um, but it's, it's not, we, we make it work. Well, I say we make it work. I haven't actually run well since Iris was born. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good having a daughter. I, just to... I, yeah. <laughs> I, I got I got my injury uh, two weeks after she was born, my first injury, and uh, I haven't run properly since. So, yeah. Thanks, Aria. Don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one more question. Um, how, oh, no, I've got two more. Uh, how did you get over your Achilles injury? Uh, I just went into the gym and did lots of um, eccentric loading. Um, that was basically I just did calf raises on it. That was that was basically it. It was it was never that bad, so it was quite an easy one to fix. I, I because I kind of shut it down pretty quickly, um, uh, and I just just loaded it fairly soon. It was uh, it, yeah, it, it, that one never really got that bad. Um, um, so typically, like in our in our norm, so this is this has been the first of a kind on the that running podcast show, hasn't it, Colin? So normally we always kind of delve more into the athlete, but we've yeah. obviously tried to you know keep it fresh and and do something based around a theme and and you know having a expert speaker. So that was you talking about the night of the ten k's. Um, so now I still think it's good to put in some what would you rather's. So we'll do two of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is. Um, Vernon, you're a big F1 fan, right? Yes. Would you rather be world champion Formula One or would you rather have done the double five and ten in London? Um, I'd rather be world champion Formula One driver. The, the money you'd get with that would be insane. So, yeah, I, I do mean, not, I do you not think the money you would get? Do you not think the money you would get from, you know, doing a five ten double at a home Olympics would still be enough to to see you right? Um, oh yeah, it, it it would probably be enough, but it wouldn't be as much. Um, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong; I don't do it purely for the money. But um, I think I, I don't know. I I, I just think helps. that Formula One drivers would be it would be a better thrill doing that than it's it. And you're a cracking <laughs> driver, so it wouldn't be much. Of a yeah, you're but gonna go karting as well, but I watch too much Formula One. Yeah, read the apexes. High in, low out. <laughs> do you know what film that's from? Anyone? Rush. Cool Runnings. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I'm just looking at them here. Would you rather have 500 tarantulas? Tar- tarantulas. What is wrong with me? Uh, would you rather have 500 tarantulas crawling in your house or a thousand crickets jumping around your room? Neither um, are good. Neither are good options. <laughs> Wait. Where do, where do you get the hard hits? Uh, this one's from www.mantelligence.com <laughs> forward slash woods dash you dash rather questions funny dash. 
Okay. Anyway, um, so it's it's five hundred five hundred tarantulas <laughs> or, 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 or a thousand crickets. Yeah, they, crickets are yeah. noisy. I think I'd rather have the tarantulas to be honest with you. Imagine waking up though, one just on your face in the middle of the night. Yeah, can't like a tarantula's like hair like blind. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's certain species, but I've heard that. Yeah, something about the hair can be. Uh... If it gets in your eyes, well, don't go yeah. rubbing your eyes with Screwed. tarantulas. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Would I go bloody washing with them then? Uh, brilliant, Vernon. Well, I think that pretty much sums it up. So, anyone who's listening, you've got Highgate 10k. If you're in the area, don't forget to get down next week um, at Highgate Track, just by Parliament Hill. Um, it's a great event, lots of beers, lots of music, great races, good atmosphere. Vernon's going to be there doing a QA, um, and uh, I'll be there floating around, cheering people on. Um, and yeah, anything else to add, Colin or Vernon? Um, no, just if you, if your question wasn't answered today, um, try and get down to Highgate and ask it there. I thought you were going to say like, feel free to message me on Instagram. No, I'm not, you've, you've just seen at the start, I was, I'm not very good at, um, at technology. Well, I did. Yeah, but everyone else didn't, but you two did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Vernon had a few technical difficulties before signing on today. Um, brilliant. All right. Thank you very much, Vernon. Um, we'll see you soon. What you got on for the rest of today? Um, I've got to write some programs and I have to... Oh, you do coaching as well. Yeah. So anyone who wants to get coached off Vernon, yeah, tell, tell, tell us about your coaching. All right. So tell us briefly, about your little, yeah. your little um, side. Yeah, so it basically uh, came about in 2017 when I got my injury and uh, some, yeah, it was basically put a, a, a halt to some income that I was uh, hoping for. Um, so I decided to get a way of make, getting some extra income, uh, guaranteed income through um, coaching, helping other people run better, achieve their goals and targets. Um, so it's called Improve Your Running and um, you can have a look at the website improveyourrunning.co.uk and uh yeah i i do i do coaching <laughs> basically basically to, i'll do it for you so if <laughs> yeah. you're interested out there and you want to improve your five or ten vernon's your man head over to improveyourrunning.co.uk drop in an inquiry and you could be getting coached by two-time european track medalist and one-time european cross-country medalist andy vernon yes yeah, so I didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't do that very well, did I? It's good <laughs> Sorry, job you're I'll here. Do I'll do it for you. Yeah. Brilliant. All right, Ben. Have a great day. All right. Thank, thank bye, you very much. Bye. Cheers, See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. So that bye. was Andy Vernon, um, Highgate specialist and, and generally all-round very good runner, as he says there. Uh, Colin, what you got on the rest of today? The garage. The garage. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was just... Yeah, I've got to empty the garage out. I'm trying to make a gym. Colin McCourt, uh, and Jim Muscles. And uh, I wouldn't say muscles, I'd just say the the gym. Brilliant. Um, the gym. Me, um, yeah, nothing much going on. So, yeah. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no beers for me. Actually, oh, I might have some steady corona, on. Actually, even though I've had them. How many, how many have you had this weekend, if you're counting? Too Brilliant. Many, All right. Baby. Thanks for listening, guys. And we hope to see you, hear you, see you again. Hope that you tune in and listen to us again next week. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. Yeah, love you.